The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615. Managed to get the dynamic duo together for the evening. A lot of contracts changed hands. Managed to get Peter Bradbury and Nigel Blues on the same show, so that that's great. Pete, obviously, you know you're 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 a busy guy uh, at the moment, uh, out and about. So thanks thanks for for joining us to chat about City tonight. Um, Pete, if we go, we just go back to Stoke win, and it was a while ago, but obviously, um, just looking back on 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 that uh, performance, I suppose we're at a stage now where we where we just take that kind of performance and that kind of result for granted. We, we we've moved away from the bottom quite comfortably now, haven't we? Yeah, I, I I just think the signings that were made in January has had a bit of quality, and it's just everything we weren't in, in the, at the start of the season. There's movement, there's pace. I, I really like the our kids. I I I I could get into a whole debate about Ruben Carwell and how I think he's a going to be a superstar. He can't get a game at the minute because of how good Doyle has been. Isaac Davis is like Craig Bellamy reincarnated in terms of football and ability. Just fantastic, runs the channels, gets quick. I mean, Mark Harris is, you know, it works, it works great, it's brilliant. I always think we look a much busier side when he's in it. And at, at the minute, there's so many options that I'm quite excited to see how we end the season and whether we, I think it's pretty important that we end the season well. With a bit of momentum, yeah. and we and we look like a team that team in the summer for, for those Premiership clubs who were looking to send players out on loan, and also those players in, who may be free agents in the Championship who are looking to go to a club that are forward thinking. Yeah. That it, I think it's critical to attract them sort of players that we keep on winning and we keep on going up. Going, going, going up the table. I think, and I, I'm pretty, and I've never said this for a while before the South Wales derby, but I'm pretty confident. I've seen how they are playing at the minute. I'm very optimistic, and I wasn't, as you know, last time I was on, I was, I said there were question marks over Steve Morrison. Yeah. So I think I, but I have to say that January transfer window yeah. uh, was a massive success, and I do think it had nothing to do with the, the mix much um, maligned transfer committee and more to do with the fact that, that finally there's a young younger guy in charge who knows who knows that you need legs and you need energy in that, in that team particularly yeah. in midfield yeah I'll come I want to I'll come back to you on the Ruben Caldwell thing um Nigel if I, if I come to you um if we can keep if we can keep an eye out on on the messages that start to come in already on 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 the Facebook live stream Nigel Ruben Caldwell what what yeah. is what is his position what's his best position? Oh, there's a question, isn't it? The boy is talented. He's super talented. Um, for me, I know where Peter's coming from, but I think he's been more influential in games when he's come off the bench as an impact player. Yeah. Um, and I think, with, uh, not the QPR, the QPR game was probably his best 90 minutes. But even in that, there was a, a patch either side of halftime for a large chunk of it that he, he faded out of the game. Didn't he? he started really well, got into it, uh, and then went really quiet, but then come to life again with that goal winner at the end. Yeah. You know, the talent is there. For me, I think he's still a bit lightweight, but that'll come. That'll come. He's getting bigger and stronger. But um, as for his best position, I, is it wide? Is it centre midfield? Is it playing a number 10 role? Like, it's very hard, isn't it? Because he's he's capable in every position, it, it would appear to, to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to find one for him for next season. What about what about you, Pete? What, what, what do you think? Uh, what's Ruben Carvel's best position for you? I, 
I think he should be playing just behind the striker, be, uh, in 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 an Ramsey type position as a number yeah. ten. Hmm. And um, and I think the Ramsey comparison is fair, fair enough. I, I Ramsey was not the finished article when he was here, but he looked a quality player. Yeah. And I worry we're going to get the same here with Colwell. I worry that teams uh, are going to look at Colwell. Yeah. They're going to and City are going to cash in before we see the best of him. Because yeah. and he, because I, I genuinely think once he grows into his body a bit and he, and he and he starts to get a bit yeah. stronger because Nigel's points are legitimate ones. He's a talent. I would love to see him, Rawls and Doyle in the same team a little bit. But, but then how do you fit? Then you, that's harsh on, on Isaac Davis or Mark yeah. Harris. Yeah. It's absolutely you, fantastic. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, I, great, it's you, a great problem to have. It is a lovely problem to have. When I mean, we were talking about it on the show last week, there's like half a dozen potential players to, to start up front for City. Some of them are closer to it than others. But maybe... Maybe it's a formation change. I mean, we're going at the moment with this kind of, you know, um, I suppose effectively like a like a three five two. We're going with. I mean, we, we could change it again and maybe you know have him playing in an advanced position behind the front two. Maybe maybe that's the way forward. But like you say about his stature, I mean, he's 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 a he's a big you know he's a, he's a quite a um, a tall lad, isn't he? You know, um, and maybe uh, maybe now that comes with maturity, the you know the kind of belief to think, yeah, I've got a bit about me. I'm I'm going to get stuck in a bit more. You know, I, I think so. He's, I think he's developing his confidence. Um, you know, and and that's coming. I the beauty about Cardiff's position now, all right, is mid-table obscurity, but obviously the next game really matters, the Swansea one. But once we're through that, surely yeah. Steve Morrison's in a position where he can try out a few things with these players particularly the ones he knows who are going to be around for next season. Um, so maybe he can try him in a, you know, try a couple of things with Carwell, yeah. likewise with, with Mark Harris and a couple of others. No, let's, let's even bring in a couple more kids, give them a go. Not sure what's happened to Sam Bowen, for example. Well, actually, and, Sam Bowen, I was, going to ask, I was going to ask you about Nudge, because I think he's captain in the under-23s at the, at the moment. But um, it almost seems to me as if, uh, I'll ask you this, Nudge, um, it seems to me is I quite like the way uh, Steve Morrison does this. I think he's quite good with the old mind games, you know. And I, I, it strikes me as maybe he's doing a little bit of that with with Bowen. Come on, come on, son. You know, if you, if you want to yeah. push on, you can see the other lads doing it. So, so show me what you got, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bowen's last um, full start, but he was man of the match, wasn't he? Some weeks ago, I can't remember when it was. And then, of course, he had a, an unfortunate injury, so he'd been out. He's only coming back, but. Yeah, I thought he would have been at least on the bench and close yeah. to breaking his way back in. But yeah. yeah, he seems to be off it at the moment. And uh, yeah, so I, I think, you know, hopefully this fellow away with Wales will will do him some good because, you know, there's a lot of competition in that midfield at the moment. We've not been blessed this season, have we? And, um, no. you know, certainly previous managers were sticking by a couple of their, their old favourites, which blocked their way anyway. But um, the opportunity is there if they, you know, if they really rise in the next few weeks. Well, I mean, you that's like the King thing. Well the other week as well. Yeah, you like King. There we go. How would you compare him? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Eli, Eli King looks a little bit more box to box. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and even though even though I've been told he's playing as by the I get by Paul the other Bob Wilson that he's been playing more advanced for the end of twenty threes and he's played for City. He looked a little bit more box to box. Eli King. So Liverpool game passed Eli King by, but that was because it was Liverpool and it was their first choice side. Um, but he 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 looks a decent prospect. I I think Sam Bow is I watched him against Brighton. I think it was in the Carabao Cup earlier yeah. on in the season, and he was terrific that day. And had he not got injured, he'd be in this team, I think. Um, but 
I think he will his they will come the cream will rise to the top with him again. I think he'll probably see the season up with the 23s, maybe make an appearance towards the end of the season and get yeah. back in. But yeah. he <clears throat> if again if we if City and they have got a realistic opportunity um of keeping Doyle next season, if Man City feel the loan is work for him this season, I'm pretty sure they would be quite happy to allow him to come next season. Yeah, how old is he? Um, 19 or something like that? Is he 20? 19, 20? I think 21, is he, Tommy Doyle? I think, I think, he's, I think he's 20. It's yeah, quite strange, 20, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, we think of um, Doyle and Drow, I'm not showing the way to our young players, but they're but they are young players. A couple of them are older than they yeah, used yeah. to. You know, it's incredible when you think they're more advanced than they are, but they're, they're kids I, like I, the rest of the guys we got. With Royal signing a new deal, I think Pack hopefully Pack moving on. I don't see a future there. Sam, but I don't think you look at that and you get Tommy Doyle in, you've got Bowen and Eli King if they're capable of playing next season in the in the in the championship with one other experienced player. I always yeah. think you need an one experienced lad along with to, to back up roles or something like that. And then and then yeah, I think there's plenty of mobility in that midfield and Sam Bowen will have a part to play in it. Yeah. I, I have I like you. Know, the other lad I'm delighted for is a defender, Ollie Denham, signing a new contract. So I thought really? he was terrific at Anfield, and I think he's got a bright future. Yeah. And 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 apparently, you know, they're really they're really hot. We talk about Cody drama, but they're really hot about Jason Menyo. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, again, it, it, he may get some game time in the um, in in the in preseason. And we and we may see that he's got a bit going forward. Yeah, um, he's a yeah. decent player. I think I think I I think he's got a big future. I I I like I like him. I'm looking at the Wales Online thing here, which you may well have seen. Um, and this is you know worst case scenario. But I've got it in front of me now. You know, in terms of out of contract, so we're down to keepers of Phillips and Ratcliffe, uh, and then we got defenders: Ng, McGuinness, Nelson, Denham, Connolly, Bagan. Midfielders: Sang, Wintle, Colwell, Bowen, King, White. Evans, um, if, because White is back with us, yeah. and up front, Collins, Harris, Waters, Davis, and Zimba. Um, with the best, you know, with f- firstly, that is the bare bones worst case scenario, but that is pretty well that that's that's obviously a squad nudge that would clearly uh, struggle. But I suppose it, um, the, the case in point that Pete's alluding to there, really, if you think about the lone players, if we were because we didn't throw the possibility, the drama may 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 still. Not be, um, you know, in, in the first team yeah. or around the first team at least. Yeah. He may stay another year. The Bielsa things change things slightly for him. And then the other one, I think we might have a sniff out uh, of uh, may- maybe even uh, taking his doughty. So we had a couple, you yeah. know, th- those extra players, if they stick around, they immediately just gives us a little bit more room for maneuver, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the, the bare bones, you're right. It, it, it looks weak, but it, it's where you've got the talent and the youth. And, and what they need to be supplemented with then is, is, good loans coming in and either retaining or adding some experience into the group as well. And um, yeah. in that, I think, you know, Aidan Flint was a player I wouldn't have particularly thought about a couple of months ago, but I think he's done enough to, you know, hopefully we can try and strike some sort of deal with him. And I know people say players like Flint are on high salaries, but he's yeah. not going to get the same salary if he leaves Cardiff City. You know, it's, you know, he's, they're all going to have to cut their cloth accordingly this summer. Yeah. Um, obviously, we got the problem with Sean Morrison, where he's not going to be fit until Christmas, and they're going to have to sort something there. But you can't mm. keep him back as the experienced central defender in that group. Um, 
if he's not going to be involved for, for most of the yeah. next season as well. I, I mean, it's almost yeah, like, the, sorry, Nigel, it's almost like the Bamba scenario, uh, I suppose, to some extent, isn't it, really? And, you know. Well, Bamba two years ago, Joe Bennett last year, you know, yeah. you, you keep on look after him, but yeah, yeah, they're not particularly players you need to keep going forward then, but they do have a duty of care to, to get those yeah. players back to fitness again. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure Morrison. It was as late as December. I don't know, but it, it's certainly, certainly going to be a while. I mean, he, he was he was a good. Nice to see him doing some commentary on the last game, actually, and and I'm walking about. You know, kind of walking about. Mallow, I'll come to you in this one, Pete. Um, Mallow Cardiff evening lads. Um, coming back to one night you just said, really, a few months ago we we were saying that the youngsters were inexperienced, but Morrison has changed the style of play. And the youngsters and lone players are taking us uh, by surprise. Lovely football at present and just in time to stop the derby double up the city. So um, Mallow, Mallow's, uh, Mallow's quite, quite excited looking forward, I think, Pete. Would you, would you, would you, would you share those kind of uh, I, you know, feelings? I, I do. I mean, I, I, we were saying this at the start of the season. It's not as hindsight. Nigel and I did a panel together where we were talking, where we said that McCarthy was essentially not playing to the strengths of these kids by playing the style of football we were playing. It was yeah. almost like you've got all these talented kids. So therefore we're going to, but we're going to play the old Cardiff way. And it still annoys me now, actually, because we changed the style a long time ago, back yeah. in October time. I'd say it's the Mick McCarthy way rather than the Cardiff way, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The way we played, I've traditionally been brought up at Cardiff is football pace, good slip football played at pace and the managers like Frank Burroughs and Eddie May it went long ball team so I grew up watching yeah. um, uh, you know, it, and it's important it's important that, that, that we that these kids are, give, uh, are given the freedom to, p- p- to perform however yeah. there's one player uh, that has made such a big difference and he's a midfielder we have needed for years and, 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 and I, I, I think he's revitalised roles at the same time and I think Ryan Wintall already it reminds me of a bit like a, a bit of a Sean Derry style holding midfielder with Graham Kavanagh's passing range. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. How on earth can Mick McCarthy have justified sending him out on loan to another championship club? He's terrific. And alongside, you know, your Sam Bowens, your Rawls, and you're, you're getting Tommy Doyle's in and your Colwell, suddenly we're looking at a proper midfield at this level yeah. a proper midfield what now i think i think you have a look at that you supplement that you so you've just said named and all the names you were leaving and saying this could be the worst case scenario wales online are saying i think it could be that this could be exactly what this club needs getting the high earners off the um off the mm-hmm. bill getting younger hungry players in a la dave jones's time and building towards um towards a sustainable push at the top of the table with based on high energy and 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 the, and I, and skill based on youth um, pl- um, products and yeah. players that we brought in on loan and your bargain like your Ryan Winter yeah. that and that that's the, the the blueprint going forward if you haven't got masses amount of money and I, I'm really kind of excited on Flint or Morrison, I would take Morrison personally, and I think Flint's been fantastic, but Morrison's a couple of years younger, and um, I just think he deserves, I, I think he kind of deserves an extra year, even though he's injured, and I would only give him a year, so um, because of his influence, I know he has in and around the club, and, and the changing room, and how much he's had for the, for the few years. Um, I, I personally would not be sad to see Nelson go in the summer, Um 
I, I think Pack, as much as I don't think he's anywhere near the bad play, as bad a player as some City fans think he is, should go. And don't get Bakuna should have gone a long time ago. So, um, I, I mean, for me, I already see those kids as being stronger than those of seasoned yeah. pros. It's, it's the I, for me there, Pete, if you don't have... Flip, Morrison's not going to be around for, for a long time yeah. next season. Look at Joe Bennett. He's only just started playing now. You know he's been at Wigan a few months. It's only the last couple of weeks he's got games. So the fact that Morrison could be ready by October... Yeah, I, agree. I, I get the point. I get the point. And it's horrible. So it's a horrible him, thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, captain. but if we don't have him and we don't have Flint, who are you going to have for your centre-halves? You're going to be right. relying on three young ones in experience. And, and I was thinking a centre-half, you do need an old head yeah. there. I don't disagree with... I wouldn't disagree this way, Nigel. If they said release Morrison, they're going to release Morrison. Yeah, I would take. I would. I would renew Flint. I would either renew them both, yeah. or if I was, I'll keep Morrison, or keep Flint. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, and I, you know, you need. I agree with you, but if it's, I just, I just think it's a shoddy way to treat a captain. Yeah, a, 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 yeah because you had the Sol Bamba one as well. Yeah, where yeah. he exactly. didn't play until the last minute of the last game. Yeah. That, Two and, seasons and, ago, so they kept him for a year and couldn't use him, you know. And, and that is going to be a problem if you me, lose both, both experienced ones. Let me come back to you on that one, Nigel, because you're making a good point there. But, um, just, just for just for entertainment value for Pete, uh, Martin Edwards says, yeah. Pack was like some of your picks at Cheltenham, Pete. <laughs> yeah, second best, <laughs> second best, and slow, 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 <laughs> and not, slow, well. and not able to, slow, and not able to stay up the hill. Yeah, he's put his spot no, 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 no. But anyway, uh, so I just thought I'd share that with you. But um, coming back to what you just said there, Nige, um, I, I wonder what you, what you, I'm really interested in what you and Pete's take on this is actually. Um, it just strikes me as, you know, um, I don't, and I don't know how conscious it is, but it seems to me that the club have turned a corner in the way they communicate with their fans. Yeah. They seem to be moving towards getting their act together in that way. And the Sol Bamba thing, you know, it left a real sour taste in, in, the, in the mouth for City fans. Do you think we're now at a stage where they are more um, overtly taking the fan base uh, connection into account before they make decisions? I, th- I think so. I still think there's a hell of a lot more they can do, to be honest. Um, mm. You know, it, it was good to see today they've announced a family fun day, haven't they? For, but to me, they could have done that on a match day, um, you know, and make a thing of it. And I, I did say on um, last time I was on here, I'm surprised mm. they have not done any promotions for games. We got less than they're all end of season clashes now, not notwithstanding the Swansea. We've got three home games to go, and none of them really matter. The the other two, why aren't they doing some special offer to get people down there? So Hull City are playing us in a couple of weeks, and they're offering is it two pound for to bring a friend for for OAP students? We only did one promotion deal this season, and it's for a midweek game against someone I can't remember in the middle of December or January, where it was never going to attract anyone, and I do think. There's little things like that commercially, you know, in terms of PR, they could do a lot better than they are. But uh, in terms of the social media content and the interaction and and other things, yeah, they're pretty much spot on. There's a lot of player interviews on the public channels. You know, we don't get a player on this sort of uh, show, unfortunately, but you do get a lot more player engagement as well. Yeah, we we, we used to to have them all on the show with Nigel. Yeah. Uh, Steve, back in my day, Steve, when I was producing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was your charm. <laughs> your charm, Pete. Pete, actually, I, you, you're never short of a, of a thing to say about this kind of thing. Do you, do you think 
uh, and I, you know, I don't mean that in a bad way, but do you think the club, you know, somehow, do you think, do you feel like it's starting to become a bit more aware of, of, of the, you know, keeping the fans on, on side and recognize them as, as such an amazing asset as Carlos City's yeah. fan base is? I agree with everything I just said. I think they thought that it would be like a post-Second World War boom um, in attendances after COVID, and it's been the opposite. People have been reluctant to go back. What they need to do is, I think, which would make a massive difference, is a similar scheme to the the, in 98-99, when Kumar's last season and attendances had dropped to below 3,000. They made it 99 quid for the season ticket and and like 15 quid for kids. Now, I'm not saying go go that low, but they should be aiming, in my opinion, to sell that top tier out and make the tickets cheaper, sell the ground out. Into now, Swansea will sell out. They'll sell thirty thousand tickets for the Swansea game. In fact, I think they've already sold the bowl out, and they've sold a good portion of the top tier out already, which tells you there's an appetite still there amongst this fan base for big, big games. Now, if you tap into it and you say, "I've got a nine-year-old who's desperate for a season ticket next season," if you were to target my not just in the family end but like what i would call your traditional like nigel is in the family end but the traditional ninian stand canton stand goer say you want to bring your kid in that stand we'll charge you we'll charge you 20 20 30 quid for a season ticket yeah. i think you tell the ground that and i know that you make it cheaper for you make it cheaper for um bring it down 100 quid each ticket I take my mum with me, for instance, yeah. or my sister. I buy an extra season ticket because it would make economical sense for me to do it. And I, and I think they really should look at that. And on the communication, I think it's been excellent. I, I think, to be fair to them, I've slaughtered them on this stuff around the court cases and stuff like that. I thought the way they handled that last week was exemplary. <laughs> the way they handled how that 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 they had settled it, there's nothing to worry about, and we move forward now. I thought maybe they are getting their act together, um, and I, you know, they probably did see what was Armageddon in terms of for them, in terms of relegation to League One at the start of this season as a yeah. real possibility, and the way that fans were annoyed, and some of the chants that were going in, and not just the the against act in the morning to Mick McCarthy and stuff like that. They they did see that they were getting hammered on think programs like this and call Rob and. Wales online, they, they and they were, and I think they have made a conscious step in the right direction. But yeah. Nigel's right; they don't do anywhere near enough. Um, if they, I, in my opinion, they could with, they should be aiming at reducing ticket prices and season ticket prices next year and selling out the ground next year to come see the future of Cardiff City yeah. and put Isaac Davis on there on the, uh, as an advert marketing tool. Yeah, yeah, Eli yeah. King. Eyes, mm-hmm. you know, um, moving Colwell, they that should be, you know, but Valley Boys playing for their local club with yeah. cheap tickets. I tell you, it's a they, they would make they would sell the ground out, I think, quite quickly. And next they've got to tap into what's going on in the world, Pete, isn't it? You know, money's money's hard, and it's going to be even harder by the time we get around to buying season tickets in a few weeks. And the warning signs are there, you know, those crowds we all know there's four to five thousand season ticket holders not showing up for games at the moment. And yeah. let's not forget the season tickets this year were discounted because of COVID games last year as well. So, you know, in a, in a few weeks' time, they're going to be asking all of us to, to shell up, you know, what is going to be a tough sum of money to 
find when you've got your national insurance going up, we've got to find more for gas and energy, pay more for food. And and people will think about spending money to go to entertainment, football, whatever it is, as an even bigger luxury than it already is. So uh, the club have got to try and tap into them. They've got to realise, you know, this is a never the most, uh, you know, profitable part of the world, is it? You know, we're money rich down here. We just got a lot of passion for the football club. But they need to tap into that in terms of prices and promotions next season. Uh, uh, and you're right, Pete, we got 30-odd thousand seats in that stadium. Yeah. Let's get 30,000 people in there at half the price rather than 15,000 at full price. You know? Yeah, it's, it's funny, isn't it, with, with, the, you know, with, with that top tier? It's, it's kind of yeah. 90% of the time it's like a white elephant, isn't it? You know, yeah. We have to, we have to find, find a way of, of doing something more with it. Uh, Martin Edwards, again, uh, agree, agrees with you, Nigel, which is probably unusual. Um, <laughs> why why don't they do the why don't they bring back the junior bluebirds and collect the echo yeah. vouchers and two pounds like they did back in the day? <laughs> worth it, worth a go, isn't it? Um, Steve Thomas has been in touch as well, Peter, which is quite quite a nice uh, post. Evening, gents. We're looking forward to seeing how Morrison um, goes about building the team he wants next season. I totally agree with that. Um, we'll hopefully be an attractive proposition for Premier League loans after how well we brought um, players like Drama and Doyle and the future's bright. And I think that's a really good point, Pete, isn't it? About, the, you know, the, uh, p- people taking, having faith in Cardiff City and when they send their players here, they're going to be well looked after and that, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to involve them and we're, and we're going to, uh, you know, do everything those clubs need to get them fit and ready to go back into, into their squads. If, if that's the case. Spot on there. It was clearly an issue, wasn't there? It was an issue under Warnock, although we did get Marco Gruich, um, but there was a there was an issue under Warnock. There's been a, there was an issue under Harris, and there's an issue under McCarthy. And the, the perception of young players wouldn't be given the opportunity yeah. to to play, and and not and would not be if they were given opportunity to play. We wouldn't play wouldn't play progressive football anyway. Um, I personally think the Doyle signing was excellent, but it was supplemented with Hugo and getting Wintle back in the team as well. So you look at the window as a whole, and it worked. It was brilliant. You know, Hugo, I slaughtered that sign in. I, I remember the Jordan yeah. Hugo who was missing chances for um, yeah. West Brom, and wasn't great. Who, who always seemed to have a nightmare for Preston down here back in the day, and 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 didn't get a chance at West Ham. I think again. It goes to show you need to see a player every week. He was fantastic. He's been fantastic for us holding the ball up. And again, I know he's a cult hero and he's not the greatest footballer in the world. But like, there is a place for the Piazu in there. A player like that. I, I, lo- I love. I love the guy. I do. I, I really, I, 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 there's a place. There's a place for even though he's not the best footballer to come on like Leo used to do back in the yeah. day and follow up a couple of defenders off the yeah. bench and and you know. Though even that signing, give, having a different something different from the uh, to what you've got was a good one, and yeah, I'm really upbeat about it, which which I know will disappoint a lot of people on here because they like it when I'm angry on the end. I think, yeah, but it's my favourite um, bit. Yeah, but I'm absolutely, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that these mm. kids, and I, and I, I tell you what, Steve, we've seen some good kids coming through this, the academy now. I'm hearing about Kian Ashford. And I'm hearing about yeah. Joel, Joel Colwell, who's um, yeah, who's both in the world under eighteens, yeah, yeah. And Jay, like I said, I've mentioned Jason Menyo, who scored mm. against Swansea's under twenty threes. You know, uh, they. I, I've heard there's a there's I've heard that the next generation of kids who are coming through uh, uh, are just as good. And 
Look, about, I've always thought we had the talent at the club. I always thought Warnock was wrong by saying he, we didn't. You don't know until you throw him in. And yeah, yeah it's great. It's I, like, like I say, I'm really optimistic. Really optimistic. Uh, George Ratcliffe, incidentally, is meant to be a brilliant goalkeeper. Nigel, have you yeah. seen him play for Barry? Yeah, I did see Barry last season. So I saw him play a couple of times. Really good. So And does make some fantastic saves. He's Young keeper, he's got the odd mistake or two yeah. in him. But if we lost Smithies, he'd be a more than capable deputy for um, Dylan Phillips. And let's not forget, Dylan Phillips is no bad keeper. Anyway, he lost form this season and is kicking. He definitely needs to improve. He's in the Neil Etheridge school of kicking, isn't he? But, um, you know, they, they would be two very capable keepers if we yeah. if they were our, uh, our main two for next season. So, so, and, uh, and if they are looking at budgets, it may well come down to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you know, we'll. See, I, don't, I don't think I, I personally, I, I don't think we'll we'll be seeing Smithies around next season. I, I don't think so. Shame, he's such a yeah. good keeper. He's an excellent so, keeper, but he is he's known as being an excellent keeper. I just don't. I don't think. I don't think we're going to yeah. find a, a budget which is going to keep him here. There's been uh, a lot of talk for quite a while that he he wants to move back up north, but where he's from anyway for the next phase of his. And I thought he would be going to Huddersfield, but someone seemed to suggest uh, he's. Possibly going to Sheffield United next season, yeah. but I, I think he, I think he will move up to one of those northern clubs. Yeah. Uh, but um, but then you know that would be a case. And I, I think you know come the, come the summer, there's going to be a lot of players in the market. There's going to be a lot of goalkeepers knocking around. There'll be a lot of freebies and you know people out of contract. So we can get an. Ex- we, I think mm-hmm. we can pull an experienced keeper in. I want to m- move it on to something else, which I know you'll both want to talk about. So um, two words for you, uh, Pete. One of them is Pete. The other one's Whittingham. So isn't isn't it you know the the idea we're finally going to have uh, do something for for Peter Whittingham? I mean that's that's good news, isn't it? It demonstrates the improvement in communication compared yeah. to the disastrous communication around this. They should have been thinking about this a lot earlier. Yeah. Um, and they, it it seems to me that they've got it right. They thought two years now we do is enough. We have to I personally am in favor of retiring the number or putting the or putting the or putting a statue out there of him or building yeah, or, yeah. Or, or naming the standard. He because this is not just a single a, a player. This was a guy who turned on numerous moves to the Premier League uh, who fell in love with Nigel's beloved um Bale of Glamorgan, I think. And, us, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what thought that staying local where he was happy with his with his family, um, that was good that that, that, that he was that he'd have a growing family was important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, who absolutely delivered time and time again during seasons when the Russell Slade when nothing else was happening apart from maybe Wits would hit a free kick from 30 yards, 90 odd goals. You know, in three hundred odd appearances, you know the guy is a genuine club legend, absolutely, and, and goes along, and is and it, but more than that, his he was a fat, he was a guy who was a young man taken way before he should have, mm-hmm. uh, um, in 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 our care in here in South Wales, you know, in Barry at the time, and. It doesn't sit well that we haven't done done anything, done enough for him at the minute. And I, that memorial game, I think, is important. It's important for his family, I think, to see how much he was loved at this football club, and loved by the the general public here in South Wales. I, I, I just delighted they're doing it. 
I, I understand with COVID, it's, it was difficult, but I felt they could have announced something last summer. But they're doing, yeah. they're, they've done what the way they announced it in the last week or so was very. I was impressed by the way they they, they captured the mood. I thought Steve, and, and I don't know what Nigel thinks, but I I think it'll be a, a massive occasion. And again, if you're selling tickets cheaply. Um, cheaply and your season tickets cheaply in the way I want them to do what greater way to launch it by having that memorial game and having mm. the full house at the Cardiff yeah. City Stadium yeah. and stuff like that it's, he was a terrific and I met him at Cheltenham funnily enough a couple of times and he and he was and he he I'll never forget this he um a couple of players went out and they were a bit rowdy and we were leaving them alone and they were a bit banter and because we didn't Overawe them and you know bother them, even though they knew we were Cardiff fans. Um, a barman came over and he said, "There's a round of drinks for you. That that, that man's bought it for you." And it was oh. Peter Whitlam because we had yeah. we left him alone and we were Cardiff fans. Guy's a first class guy. Um, was yeah. a first class guy, and I, 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 you know, he certainly was. He, he was certainly. Um, he was certainly a great player, but he was a great bloke as well, and we should be honouring him yeah. in the way I mean, that the club opposes him. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll bring, bring you in now, Nigel, just to say for Pete before I go to you, um, uh, Pete, you, you you'll have met Pete, Peter Whitney because he, he was on he was on the show, you know, uh, over the years, um, you know, at the time when the players were, were coming in, and he, you know, I was actually it was one of my ambitions was to get him back on the show. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, for me, he's absolutely up there as. Uh, you know, he's just up there as one of my absolute all-time favourite players. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I'm with you, Nigel. Where does he stand? In you know, does he, he's in I there? I can't really spat too much to what Pete said. Peter said everything so well. Um, you know, there were times. You know, the great thing about someone like Peter Whittingham is the footage of him will be eternal, isn't it? It always exists. And you know, some of the players I saw were amazing when I was first started watching Cardiff City, you know, your, your Tony Evans, your Ian Gibson, Brian Clark, Tosh Jacks. you've only got fleeting footage of those, but you, Peter Whittingham yeah, yeah, comes true. out on social media yeah. every couple of weeks, isn't it? Sky, you're putting up an old goal of his or something like that, you know, you always see this stuff, so, we, you know, the legend lives on, but Pete's right, I mean, apart from all his football qualities and ability, and at his prime for Cardiff City, he was th that close to getting into the England squad, you know, he could have, yeah. Could have got into it as, as Jay Bothray did as well. He was that yeah, close true, to into, true. Yeah. into it, but um, he, he was just such an unassuming guy, you know. Absolutely, he's right. He, he lived in um, Penarth, Barry, and then Dennis Powers in more recent years. But it, he liked nothing more than just going down to the local pub having a drink. And I, I used to go in a couple of bars in Barry, and he'd be in there just having a drink with his brother-in-law or mate or whatever it was, you know, and. Um, no airs, no graces on him. Wasn't no prima donna, you know. Didn't have to be in a VIP area. People didn't bother him. They just saw him, you know. There, you'd have a little chat with him, say how's things, sort of thing, and just quality, absolute quality every time. Well, um, so I can your... remember him from seeing him out and about as well. Yeah, as my memories of him on the football pitch, which are outstanding, of course, gave us so many um, memories that we'll take to our graves. Well, what, what's your what's your favourite Peter Whittingham uh, memory? Football-wise, uh, the goal at um, an, an incre incredible goal at Reading, uh, that Barnsley goal, um, and and but number one has to be that goal at Leicester in the playoff. I was standing yeah. literally next to him. I would have been about no more than ten yards away from him. I was level with him when he hit that ball, and I can still see it now, and I can still hear the ping of that post because it, it didn't have going to it and on the TV commentary, and it it, it was absolutely mental. 
I'm sorry, I, how could I forget that goal at Middlesbrough in the FA well, Cup? That would be mine, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that is be- the, the skill on that is beyond brilliant. That's more than any Brazilian would it's do. A ridiculous and goal. Got eulogised more than it did at the time. I never yeah. understood. He was, he was, he, was, he yeah. had a lot to prove back then, Steve. As well, there were a lot of fans who just thought didn't understand. It, I thought, you know, when he played out wide on the left, I, you know, in that first season, he got a lot of stick because he would he replaced Paul Parry, and Paul Parry was yeah. sort of hustle and bustle, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, and and mm. and. Whittingham didn't really beat a man, and he was all—he was a little bit more. I think when he moved inside, mid centre midfield, that was when he became the player we eleven. Mm. My favourite—you've all named my some of the best moments, but I think that hat trick he scored against Wolves the year we won the the championship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two free kicks, you know, from twenty-five yards, where he different, and he put him the two opposite corners, yeah. and he fired one from twenty yards from a from a clear and sort of a corner. He was just brilliant. Yeah. Just, yeah. And no, I was brilliant. at Sheffield United when he scored a fantastic. Oh, that's fantastic! Well. Yeah, brilliant um, again. And that Patrick goal, the team goal, uh, the finish Yeah, brilliant team goal that was. Yeah. What a side that that side that side which should have got promoted and would have stayed up. Decent you know, side, yeah, yeah. Played nice football actually. I mean, I think with with Wits, um, some nice comments coming in by the way. Which come back by the way. Any any anyone you know, chip in with your favourite Peter Whitting moments? With Wits, he's just so laid back, you know, just absolutely. Yeah. So he's got a, he's got a great go. It's like turn around, you on and walk away, you know, just celebration. Uh, <laughs> ridiculously <laughs> la- laid back guy, and that's another, another thing that I kind of loved about him. I wonder, I don't know, Nigel, did he ever kind of realise how good he was? You know, he must have because you know every commentator pundit used to praise him. Players used to think the world of him, and he was in his later years. He did adapt his game, didn't he, to be almost a playmaker, but. Yeah. He just found so much time on the ball. You know, he could always just... And do you know what I used to like about him as well? You know, these little professional fouls he always used to do. He'd always yeah, get a yellow yeah, card yeah. pulling someone back. Yeah, he's good at that money. Taking one for the team. All his yeah. bookings were for that, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, always entertaining to see him get a yellow card for that. <laughs> no, he, he's got to be... I mean, he's got to be uh, one of the best signings in, in, in my time following City that yeah, I can yeah, ever remember. Pounds. Yeah, what a bargain. Dave, Dave Jones at his best. If you look at sort of plays Dave Jones brought in, mm. like, uh, uh, you know, and this is what I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking about that model again, where we're going to have to sell a player now and again. We're probably going to, Isaac Davis or somebody like that, if the millions come in, or Ruben Cole, like, yeah. they're like, that was the model Dave Jones worked on. And that Whittingham at 20 years old coming in, and like yeah. I say, he was hammered for the first three seasons. I was, I tell you, well, I had a thing about him. I thought, oh, he's a winger who doesn't beat players, you know. But and when you watch him for those seasons, other than a spell when he was booed off in the Premier League, which was disgraceful, and Craig Bellamy was absolutely right to hammer us as fans for that. City fans fell in love with him that season where he got where he got twenty odd goals in that first season in the from midfield. They realized, they realized hang on. This is, and I realised, hang on, this is a player now. Mm. And they weren't penalties then. You know, he was he was scoring goals. He was fantastic. Yeah, right, Pete. Uh, I, yeah, I can remember that, because people used to think he was lazy, didn't they? And then when well, he played on that left wing, and I can remember a game at Sheffield Wednesday, last game of the season, we lost 1-0, missed out on the playoffs, when the playoffs we should have been in. And he had an absolute stinker that day. And there were not many City fans who were sticking up for him. You know, the, the sort of call was, get rid of him, get rid um, but yeah, you're quite right. Once they moved him inside, 
he he found his natural home, didn't he? And uh, yeah. just became this outstanding player uh, in everything he did. Movement is passing. I, I tell you, who helped his career. I tell you, who helped his career hugely in those difficult early days. And he's and you know he's just retiring now at the minute. But Chris Burke in those early days, yeah, used to have been able to. Whitney would arrive late on the back post often with Chris yeah. Burke dribble, you know, doing his jinky runs and getting the ball in the box and giving the service for those with McCormack's, your choppers, your Bothroyd, yeah. And Whittingham, Whittingham was the best finisher of the lot, I think. You know, he was just, he'd always hit the target. Great guy. But I, the main thing is, Steve, I, you know, Jay Bothroyd was a great player, but I, I didn't think he was a very nice bloke, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. was a great player and a great bloke. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. no better. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Both- Bothroyd's been on the show, by the way, over the years as well. But yeah, different different person, different personality, you know. Yeah. Um, some good comments coming in. Uh, Jeremy Williams, um, fully supporting the, going back to what we talked about earlier, fully supporting the improvements on, on the pitch. Uh, the divide between the club and supporters uh, ha- had never been wider. Uh, they, may, they may well be an appreciation of that at the local level, but at board level it doesn't exist. So he's basically saying that the improvements on the pitch are going on, but there's still a massive div- a chasm, really, between the club and the fans. And until there's someone, and again, I know, Peter, something you've said before, until there's someone who can engage with the club and the aims of support at a local level, you know, things will never improve. So there's still room for um, improvement. Do you want to respond to that, Pete? Yeah, I, you know, they, they, they do need a Julian Jenkins type. And for all his faults, Julian was a fan and he wanted to engage with fans. And he would, me and Nigel have been on some of those forums and we with Julian um, called it, called us in. Yeah, I saw Julian not like, so long ago. God, and he, he, you want vintage, do you boys? Vintage yeah. He had a Superman yeah. one, Super Ted ones here. Like, he was going to pull <laughs> out he, all these Is he still trying to buy you, Bill? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. He certainly was. Even, Only a couple of weeks ago, I think he put out some press statement. But uh, yeah. yeah, he still lives. He lives in Roos. So I've seen him now and again in Bali. Yeah, yeah, always good, good entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting. They, they've needed someone in that role. I think. I think they need a full-time chief executive. I've said that yeah. all along. Yeah. I, I think it's too big a business as a business, well known as a football club to have Ken doing it three or four. Um, yeah. And that's no disrespect to Ken Chu. But it's. I just think you need someone there on the ground on a daily basis. And well, I, Peter I, Bradbury. I see, I, I, I'm going to propose Peter Bradbury for that role. That's, that's Brad, Brad, Brad is Brad is for City. He's just started here. <laughs> they were, they, they, look, can you can you imagine the controversy that would cause? <laughs> that's why I'd be so good. <laughs> no, but I mean, in all, they need someone in there that's got who's who's. A, I, I I loved. I thought Gaffin Jenkins was fantastic in that job back in the day, and he, gotcha. you know, and he, and he had it for a year. And he did, and he. And I, but um, I think you could, and there's still a role for your Kens to be an advisor to the club and be that in between between the the owner and the chairman. Um, as much as I love seeing Ken put an Adidas tracksuit on whenever we make a new sign-in, I, I just think you need to have someone in there with a bit of football. I basically think the whole club needs a director of football as well yeah, to be that yeah. in between. But yeah. as I've yeah. said before, but mm. yeah, I, that the point that was being made was Steve, was it who made that point? Um, Steve, yeah, I think... Oh, Jeremy, I think, that was, I think. Jeremy, Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, yeah. yeah. Jeremy's point is correct. You know they do need to work on their engagement. It is a full time role yeah. that most clubs have, 
And, you know, it's Suzanne Collins back in the day, Nige. You wouldn't argue I, with Suzanne, I, I can tell you that. The other week, um, Corky's now doing, he's now the SLO, isn't he? Supporters liaison. Yeah. And I think they, he's doing a great job there because I know the yeah. other guy was really well liked, the, the guy who left, because of what he did for the away travelling support. But you never felt what he was doing for the overall general support. Corky's doing some brilliant stuff on them. Um, social media and interaction so that is that you you're right what we're missing is sort of guy you missed uh you've mentioned pete but it's also someone who can come up with some commercial ideas some pizzazz you know just get the excitement back into the club we're feeling it on the pitch the goodwill's coming back and they should be building on that capitalizing do you know what might happen about wales winning these two games and a mr bale wanted to play for us next season that might, that might do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, yeah. I always say he's coming back. He, he lives down the road. You well, know? Yeah. The story has it that if uh, Wales get through these qualifiers, he wants to play in a championship next season and to keep him fit until the World Cup. Well, you know, where else is he going to go? Where yeah, is, exactly. He's only going to come to us. And, then, and that, yeah. that, would, that would transform this club. Yeah. And he does genuinely love the club as well because, I, yeah. you know, I, I know Frank, his dad, is a big City fan and Chris's uncle played for us. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, but, it's, but the main thing... The main, the main thing about that signing is um it, it is that he it, it would be a great story to come in, but he but he'd also help those kids out like Isaac Davis, etc. Absolutely, oh yeah, wouldn't I'm it, not yeah. against that at all if he comes in for like 15, 20 grand a week as as I think he would, and and you know and and end his career here. I I, I you know the Wales game on I'm, you're looking if you're going to look at engagement. I know Steve Borley gets on really well with this guy because I, I I you know I'm, I I. The FAW invite me to these matches recently, and I've I'm really impressed with Noel Mooney. I tell you, oh, yeah, his, his engagement and the way uh, it's the opposite to the WIU. Actually, the FAW become a professional organisation, and yeah. um, and he 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 actually the way that, that he leads that team and the way they engage with our fan base with the red wall budget, but um, branding and the together and. Um, together stronger stuff and, yeah. and stuff like that city needs something like that with this young team and build something around that brand yeah. and get people excited behind it and i and so nigel's point about a mark a, 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 somebody who's young who's able to market the club be great uh, but you know they also need to start listening to some of the ex-players of the club as well Play, uh, you know you I, I spoke to danny gabadon at the wales women's international a few months ago get him on the and, show he was very passionate about the, about where Cardiff were going wrong at the time, where Mick left, yeah. and about how they were just that, you know, how they need to start listening to ex pros. And Nathan Blake, another one who said it on his podcast, you know, they they, they don't they make the ex pros feel like they're the past. Actually, if you don't know where you've been, how do you know where you're going in the future? And yeah. they should do that. We don't, you know, every club has ambassador roles for their ex legends, and we don't do that. And I, that's something that we need to do. But we have had it with Roger Gibbons, I know, in the past and others. But hmm. you know, then yeah. when was the last time you saw Michael Chopra um, at a City game? Yeah, Kevin. You know, I know we got rallied around Kevin McNaughton, but I was a fan rather than the club, really. I yeah, think. yeah. You know, uh, um, just to say a couple of things on that quickly, I've got some comments to go through as well. You're saying loads of good things as ever. Nathan Blake was the first ever guest on the Carlton City phone in. 
Yeah, can, he was. Can, I can, I, can I just say, and was was a great supporter of, of, of it. You know, Cav, Graham Kavanagh, there's another one who's been on there. Yeah. Danny, he was fantastic. Danny, Danny, Danny Gabadon's been on. I mean, they've all they've all been on uh, um, over the years, and it's just a shame, Nigel. Like you said earlier, you know, the way football uh-huh. is these days, it's all social media. It's you know, it's a shame that we can't get players on Absolutely. because all we're going to do. Please be nice to them. That's all we're going to do. It wasn't that many years ago for Warnock, for all his faults we felt about him towards the end of his days. Wasn't that long ago he was going around all the pubs in South Wales? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. With him to make fans. Yeah. It can quite easily bring something like that back. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple. Yeah, exactly. I've got a couple of uh, couple of things here. Uh, Steve Thomas, I agree with all the memories about Wits. Loved everyone that you said. After the team goal against Sheffield United, one of the assistants put his flag under his arms and clapped. <laughs> <laughs> to to add another, putting two consecutive corners right under the bar in the 118th minute of the League Cup. We final. hadn't had a corner all game in that Carling Cup final. That's how yeah. classy he was. He had yeah. two corners and he put them directly on the money. Bang on the money. Bang on the in money. The 119th minute. Yeah, and Jeremy Williams again. A couple of good, really lovely comments from Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, some somehow I ended up sponsoring a third year, uh, third shirt for someone, and the treasured photo I have is of my son with Peter Whittingham. What what a lovely guy! And he goes on to say, going back to what we were talking about earlier as well about how, you know the club and, and and connections with the fans. Whoever let him leave the club and didn't get him on the coaching staff should hang their heads in in shame. I mean, it's him and Saul Bamber now. Two, you think you know. Wow, you know, can yeah. clubs see that that's a bit of a you know a bit of a an yeah. Which of them was awful. I mean, to see him just go go to Blackburn and and, and you could tell he, I don't know if broken heart is the right term, but his heart wasn't in it when he went to Blackburn and he, he fizzled yeah. out, didn't he? They, he, he didn't, didn't figure much, did he? No, no, he, he didn't even complete the season. They just he just packed it in there. Which uh, you know, to see a player of that talent end like that and then go to nothing. You know, the guy was living around us that he was amongst us why weren't the club involving him then even if it was just in match day promotions you know it's just quite bizarre but um yeah there you are there he is that's a kevin yeah kevin drew that did he yeah my mum bought it for me for my birthday um before he died and uh, he died six months later. And I, so I've got Peter Whittingham appear in my and Robin next to Robin Friday up, um, up from and that's Kevin McNaughton's artwork. Yeah. Signed yeah. by Kevin McNaughton for number five, number fifteen out of fifty that he did. Yeah. And um it's and, you know, and it's and, and like it's it's just yeah, and we the guy the, the, he's just a he was just a, he just agreed. We've said all the superlatives we can about him. Really. He's fantastic, and you can't say too many, can you? You know, you just no. Can't. I mean, the less people people forget the penalty against Leicester when we went when we went behind on aggregate and yeah. and needed to and we got the dodgiest penalty when Howard Webb gave, gave a penalty for Michael Chopper he's seven yards offside, and he was <laughs> and um, and and Whitnam's penalty basically sent you know. Centre to extra time when that game was drifted, they were battering us. I watched that game the other day, Nigel. It was on the full night. It's on regularly on Sky. Yeah, yeah, and it and you, you forget how bad we played that day. You know, we, we it was a typical bottle job. Oh, there he yeah. is. Hello. He's just telling wants to say hello. <laughs> That's the wrong colour scarf, man. <laughs> I know. Wales colours. Wales. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll forgive. <laughs> is that a new addition to the to the Harris household? Yeah, brand yeah. new. Three months, she is. Lovely. <laughs> um, so, 
just look just look uh, uh can you sh- is the dog still with you yeah yeah, yeah can we have a, can yeah? Well, we need we need. Can, does does a wolf does a wolf match? No, no. She well, she does. What she wants uh, to. I was gonna say, you know, we'll, we'll city beat the jacks. No. One, one bark for a yes, you know, and two for a no. We're not one gonna have that. Yes. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Fair it seems I've got you uh, both here. Um, looking ahead to to the to the jacks match, a ma- massive massive match, obviously. Um, we might as well uh, just just close off by 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 talking about that a little bit. Are you looking forward to it, Nigel? I feel, I feel like quite, I'm quite looking forward to it this time. I am. And you just don't want one of these after the Lord Mayor show, isn't it? Because there's optimism there that we can do it. And it, it's the most bizarre stat in football, isn't it? No clubs done the double over each other. But yeah. at the moment, we're playing better football than Swansea. And we're playing more productive football than Swansea. And I think that it's turned around, hasn't it? You know, it's the, they were getting 70% possession and zero shots, it seems, lately. And... Their fans have really had enough of it. They're not performing at all, and I think Blackpool. <laughs> yeah, Blackpool they lost last week, Birmingham on the weekend, and they were outplayed in both games, even though they had the majority of possession. And you know, a team like Cardiff—they're made for us, aren't they? Because if they're going to just pass it around, we we love getting by on 40 percent possession, but mm. being ultra effective with it. And and Swansea are a team we can get at. Um, the atmosphere is going to be. Crazy on the day with three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. I'm loving that. Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, that's Absolutely. what football's about, isn't it? You know, we don't want lunchtime games and all the rest of it. That's three o'clock on a Saturday is what it is. Uh, it's just going to really make for a fantastic atmosphere. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you'd like to think that this team have progressed. We've got mm. some star players. We've got quality. We've got pace. It's going to be a day that they will shine and really show what they're about. They, I think they get it, the players, this year as well. And that's I the was great just thing about the local boys. I just saying Tommy Doyle said and we gotta beat them down the road now. I was like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just I just think you know, we've lost twice to Bristol City and lost to Swansea. You'd like so to badly. Think, you'd like to yeah. think uh, yeah, and, and all of them ridiculous. I mean Bristol City, we controlled the game for the first thirty five minutes there and yeah. then yeah. Gallup. I mm. mean, I don't think that will happen ever again. I think that was the that was the <laughs> line in the sand and the yeah. you know, where where that's enough's enough. I, have, I I genuinely think like Nigel does. I think we I think Cody drama is made and and, and Bacon as well and or all Doherty and you know on both suddenly you got threats on both wings. You got midfielders who are able to um, join in the play. Hugo hold the ball and and Big and Big Uche will come on yeah and yeah. it's it's to me to me I. I think they've got a few players missing, but I don't think they'll want. I I can see us. I'm not, I don't want to get too cock, cocky about this. I can see us t- get, turning them over. Like, yeah. might be a one nil turnover. Yeah. Where we, but I can see us see them not getting a sniff. And the reason why I say that is because we played better teams than them in recent weeks. Yeah. Including, um, Hedders, we played well at Huddersfield away and lost. Right. We, we beat Forest, who I think are an excellent side yeah. in this level. And, you know, we beat them in a great game of football down here on a Sunday in January. We, we've got, we played well at Liverpool and lost. Um, you know, we played well at, um, we played well at QPR in the second half. We got a result yeah. at QPR when we were playing badly in the first half and got a result in the second half. And, and you know, beating Stoke, even though they're on the free fall, isn't easy. And yeah. I just think, I, I, I genuinely don't think they're very. I, I 
the, my disappointment about the Swansea defeat this year is not like last year where you felt, oh, like they're a decent outfit and um, and they, you know, they beat us 2 0 in the first game. You thought they looked all like Jamal Lowe looked a really good player. They look, they don't look a good, they didn't look a good side in the home game. And we, again, for the five centre halves, set up almost to stop them. I think Morrison will be setting up to win the game. And that's the difference. And I, I, I don't think we'll get beaten. It could be a draw, but I am really confident, quietly confident that we we will win. And they are worried. You can tell when they're worried when they start going on about possession stats on Twitter, yeah. right? It's it's like, you know, it. I I I don't know, Steve. I'm I'm and feel uneasy about how confident I feel about this game. Yeah, I can see you reticent uh, to give me a scoreline. I can see that. I think it'll be. That. I think it could be. It could be two or three nil. Yeah, it could I th- be. It really I could. Th- well, I'll, I'll put this one in. I think if we get an early goal, I think they might cave. Yeah, I, I, think I, they're low on, I think they're low on belief and confidence. I mean, if you're having seventy percent possession in a game and you yeah. have one shot at Blackpool and four at home to Birmingham, and, and both teams outnumber you by about four or five sh- shots to one on goal, that's not going to do you any good. It's great seeing all with passing the ball, left, left, right, centre going nowhere. If you're having all that play and producing nothing, that it's demotivating and the fans are down there are fed up with it and that's great for us. But we've also sorted out our home form as well. Yeah. We've been very poor at home, but no one's yeah. coming down here and winning anymore. We, we, no. we see we've got our axe sorted out. They yeah. got they got Pivo, who's a good player a friend. He's a yeah. decent player and earned, but I think with the back three with Ng too good, too now, good for them. It, yeah I think I think the NG I think NG covering Flint in terms of how and you know he won't be able to get in behind as readily as he did in the first game with the Morrison, Nelson and Flint back three. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say, Steve, I know you want to end because we've gone an hour, but the other thing I will say about it, uh, your thing about the early goal, yeah, I mean, it'll like that's the, I, I get the sense. It's not just as bigger for the, for the players this time. I think the fans really, really want it this time. Oh, yeah. And it could be, mm-hmm. and, and three o'clock on a Saturday, that this could be Leeds United style atmosphere. Nobody on the edge and uh, the trouble, but you know this could be. You know, I don't. I don't think they're gonna, we're going to be sitting back um, thinking, "Oh well, it's their cup final hours." I think this will be a proper derby atmosphere. Um, For Cardiff City fans, this is the only game that matters the rest yeah. of the season. The rest, <laughs> the rest of it is just press rehearsal for next season. The only game that matters the rest of the season is this one. We'll have to talk about that on another show, the, the, the goals when we beat Swansea. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. But uh, <laughs> uh, Pete and Nigel, thanks very much. Great show. The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615.